Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to have you folks with us today for our 54th podcast. So this is kind of odd because we're coming at this from two different directions. So uh, we're actually making a live video to show on Facebook to put on uh, praying for Stephanie Wesco to put on the AFBM page and maybe even my personal page. Plus, we're making our 54th podcast at the same time. We, uh, a lot of people are always asking the question, you know, how, how, uh, how does somebody get counseling? How does somebody hook up with uh, uh, a PTSD person? How does somebody help? So today, we're pretty honored not only to have Stephanie Wesco with us, uh, but to have her dear friend, uh, Rhonda Hicks, with her. And uh, so we're going to be talking about how Rhonda set up a situation uh, where we all got together and how you can get help and, and those kind of things. So. Uh, we're pretty thrilled about you folks being with us, and I'm actually shutting off my phone right now so uh, we don't get a surprise uh, in the middle of this particular uh, recording. So I want to share a verse with you to get going, though. Uh, the Bible says in Psalm chapter 50 in verse number 5, Gather the people together, me, those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. And, and then what God wants us to do is gather together. He says we should prefer the brethren. And brethren. And there's, if there's two people who prefer the brethren, uh, it's definitely Rhonda and Stephanie. And I think I said Rhonda right that time. And uh, I, was, I was practicing just before we got on because of that New England accent thing I got on. So I was, uh, I was going around going, Rhonda, Rhonda, Rhonda. Getting, I, was, I was working at it. I even phonetically spelled it out, but I messed it up and I'm sorry about that. But uh, so anyway, this is this is where this whole podcast is coming from on, on a very serious note is there's a lot of you who watch this who are dealing with the effects of a stressor or PTSD or hurting hearts or you know people who are, your church has got people within your your boundaries. Right now, panic mode is the new real, the new live for a lot of people with PTSD. We all are 100% agree that God can heal anybody, and he does. Uh, sometimes uh, those folks who've had their hearts hurt, hearts broke, uh, PTSD, once in a while they're revisited by certain things. And, and we get together as a group, we hang out with each other, and uh, sometimes we, we just really need each other. And uh, so with our ministry, it was conceived, it was put together, everything was worked out uh to, to be exactly this, to, to, you know, get together, to have conversations, to talk to people. And I know that's quite an introduction. So uh, back about a year ago, a year and a couple months ago, I received a call from uh, Rhonda Hicks. So I'm going to let Stephanie and Rhonda give a little bit of testimony of how they found our Wounded Spirits or APM Wounded Spirits Ministry and, uh, and how we are, uh, how they did that, and how I came to the church and different things like that. So I'm going to pass it over to you, Stephanie, and you and Rhonda can talk as needed here. Okay. Yeah. So I was in a very, very bad place, um, because of the PTSD, um, tons of flashbacks, nightmares, um, kind of was in that state of just living in a haze constantly. And there was two people I could talk to about it. It was my dad and Rhonda. And they were kind of the only two people that I was willing to open up to at all and just say, hey, I didn't sleep last night at all or whatever the case was. And I remember 
somewhere, I think it was in February, would have been probably in February, mm-hmm. January, that we were talking and Rhonda said, you need help. You need to get help. And I said, I don't know who to go to. I don't know of anyone that can help me with this. And um, I had been in contact with an uncle who is in the military, has PTSD, and um, he had, you know, he had given me some advice. He had encouraged me. Um, I had told him what I was dealing with, but he didn't live local, you know, so it wasn't someone I could see face to face. But he didn't know of anybody Christian that did anything with PTSD. And so I felt very hopeless um, because I was not comfortable going to a group session, a group therapy idea. I just, I was not going to talk in that setting. Um, so that's kind of where God laid, laid it on Rhonda's heart to do research. <laughs> it was tough too, because I had grown up not necessarily completely understanding everything about PTSD, but hearing it and, you know, being of that kind of mindset, well, you just need to let God take care of it. But I knew that this was more than just letting God take care of it. Stephanie was totally dependent on God. I mean, from, from the beginning, um, my daughter, um, was in Cameroon with them when Charles was killed. Mm. And when they were escaping Cameroon, Liberty said, that's all Stephanie does is praise God. (laughs) And her husband had just been killed. And so I said, she knows how to depend on God. This is more than just depending and putting your faith in God. And I said, I, I don't know how to help her. I know she needs help. And and at that time, Stephanie really was like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't yeah. want to. Yeah. I was afraid to open up because of things that had been said to me. And I know we've talked about that in previous podcasts, but I was afraid of being told this is just you yeah. and you just need to get over it. And, and there's a lot just, of people watching oh. right now who are afraid of that. So Yeah. So and I'm that's a very real thing because yeah. it happens, you know, that had happened to me. And so that's, yeah, that's why I was at a, point of hopelessness Mm -hmm. so I knew and I I just kept praying God show me who show me where show me something that I can do to help her and we had been um me and the girls had been the girls and I had been going down and trying to bear Stephanie's burden as far as home responsibilities helping with the kids and helping with the laundry but I knew there was something more and so I just was begging God to show me something and I remembered seeing on um Facebook South Lane Christian Camp had had a PTSD conference like uh, sometime in the past I didn't know when I didn't know and so I just started going back on their Facebook page just a long time (laughs) and I finally found a name and I started googling the name I started looking on Facebook and and I can remember I was sitting in the car at my daughter's harp lesson and I said okay I'm gonna call this you know Doug Carragher that's the only name I had and and I had been searched already, wounded spirits, and and so I called, and I don't think he answered the first time, and I thought, oh, I'll probably just get a message, or, you know, the secretary will call me back, or whatever. Anyway, we were still sitting there, and Doug called back, and I just started explaining about my best friend, and how she was hurting, and and he, as I re- started relaying the story, he said, I've, I've heard this story. I know this story, you know, and it kind of... No, I, I, I got Doug's information and gave it to um, Stephanie's pastor dad and it went from there. Yeah. And I, the dad called you, I think yeah. then. Yeah. He, so, so uh pastor called and, and uh, he had mentioned everything Rhonda had said. And I, I said to Rhonda, you know, I did, I, I knew Rhonda was going to move forward on it. Cause I never met anybody who uh, she was really 
wanting this to happen. And I felt like she, I never met anybody who was so urgent for something to happen like that. So I, I said, I better be looking at my calendar. And, and sure enough, I think within a couple hours or whenever, it wasn't a long period of time, you know, within that night or something that day, some point, um, Stephanie's dad, her pastor called and said, would you be willing to come out? And just the way things worked, I was going to be in Kansas City and things worked out pretty well where we were able to come out and do those things. But um, and and from that, so I, I guess the point we're trying to make to all of you is call, you know, call me, call someone, call your pastor. Uh, there's help. You know, people will call, people will work. And and uh, and we've talked about in the in the podcast before, but I, I want to go back to something you were talking about, Rhonda, and how we can help people. So, I mean, Stephanie was at the worst place, obviously, in anyone's life. Uh, worst case scenario, you lose. A, I often tell Stephanie, and Stephanie is very public in her book, which I got right over here. You know, everything's wide open, so we're not sharing any Stephanie secrets or anything like that. And she she wrote in her book uh, talking about these things, but she was at a place where the stressors were several. You know, not only, you know, someone has a stressor, someone has PTSD potentially uh, by having a husband die. You know, that's that's bereavement, death. That's something that can cause PTSD. Well, then you add to that having a husband murdered. Well, that's something that can cause PTSD and fear and things of that nature. And then you add to that, uh, you know, witnessing the murder, trying to escape, uh, you know, the gunman, all these different things that went on, all that long ride. And, and there were so many things going on, but you had mentioned something. So people who are going through junk, what would you say, you know, your best friend's going through junk? I think a lot of us are, are just wanting to stay out of the way. What do you think we should do, Rhonda, when, when that kind of thing comes along? Well, I'm, my, the, what came to my mind was, was Galatians, I believe it's 6-2, and where you're bearing one another's burdens. And we had been friend with, friends with Charles and Stephanie for a long time yeah. um, since her son, her third son was born, is when our girls started mm-hmm. going over the weird and one. helping, yeah. The, yeah. helping yeah. Um, <laughs> whenever she had a new baby or broken arm right. or broken <laughs> Me and brother have way too familiar of a relationship. <laughs> but our girls would just go over there and do house chores and just try to help with the kids. And and so we had been, you know, trying to help with her burdens for so long. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after, after Charles was killed, I mean, we were going through our own. I mean, we were very close. My husband especially was very close with Charles. They worked together um, tuning pianos. And so... We were as much in shock mm-hmm. the day we got that call. And I, I can just remember saying t- to my husband, who's wonderful, and he wanted me to say how handsome and loving he is. <laughs> who's sitting about 10 feet from you guys. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, he, you know, he would say, um, I, I, would, I would say to him, I don't know how she can go through this. I mean, we're dealing with our own set of grief and she, he wasn't our husband. You know, she has 10 children or eight children. We had 10 children. And I told him, I said, every night I think, okay, you know, at the, toward the end of the day, when it's almost time for you to come home, I'm looking forward to that because I've had enough kids for the day and I just need human adult conversation. And I said, I, I don't know how she can do this every day getting to the end of the day and not having someone to come home to give her a break, you know? And so we were trying to be that break right after um, they came back when, when they moved into their house and we were just trying to be there a couple nights a week, we would spend the night and he would just tune from there. And 
go to work from there. But, you know, bearing one another's burdens is there's a fine line between bearing one another's burdens and controlling someone else's life. And that's where I wasn't sure exactly where that line should be. I, I wanted to help her in in every way we could, but I didn't want her in any way to feel like we were trying to control what she was doing. And so we just, you know, we just treaded very lightly and tried to say, do you want this? And, you know, if she wasn't ready for that, but when it came to, okay, I really felt like she needed counseling. Mm -hmm. I just kept saying, okay, I thought, okay, well, she's not going to ever admit that she needs the counseling. (laughs) So I'll go around the other way. (laughs) And I think you can't, sometimes the person with PTSD, you know, you're in trouble but you don't, you don't see how bad it is mm-hmm. because you're in it. And so it's like you're in this funnel, tornado funnel cloud and everybody else can see the tornado. They see how big it is. They see the destruction it's causing mm-hmm. in your life, but you can't see, you know, you're in trouble. You know, you're in a bad spot, but my dad, Rhonda could see it was way worse from an outward perspective. As far as they could see, I was spiraling and I knew it. Um, but I didn't see it as to be how bad it was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I loved the way Rhonda was such a blessing, you know, after she contacted you, um, she just, she didn't call. She didn't put any pressure. She, I think you just texted me mm-hmm. or sent me an email with a couple YouTube links yeah. to a couple of your online videos. And one of them was on the flashy new flashbacks mm-hmm. and nightmares were my worst day night companion. Mm-hmm. And so she, and I, I literally, I remember rolling my eyes when I got her email or whatever it was. Cause I'm like, really, there's somebody out there who's going to be an expert on this. Well, I'm not an expert, and, but yeah. Yeah. And, but seriously, I was at a point of hopelessness. And I think for people out there with PTSD, that's where hope has become so key. A burden I have to share with others, because if you've lost hope, mm-hmm. I think that's where others could see I was in such a bad place because I had lost hope. Yeah. And, um, but I, I was like, she's going to call me and she's going to ask me if I watched this <laughs> and I'm, she's my friend. I know she loves me. So I'm going to watch it. And I remember laying there in bed, watching that. Yeah. And, and I, I, my mouth probably did drop open <laughs> because I was like, what's this? Mm -hmm. He's describing exactly what I'm going through. And then the triggers, you start talking about triggers and I'm going back in my mind going, I'm feeding on triggers. I think they're helping me. They're making this worse. Mm -hmm. And, um, even down to little things, like I loved to watch YouTube videos of soldiers coming back that had been deployed and being reunited with their families. I would sit and ball, but I loved it. And it was just this weird, like my, in my brain, that was something that I thought was so awesome. Well, then afterwards I'd be a mess for hours and realizing that was a trigger that was triggering emotions and things that was sending me in my dreams to very bad places. Oh yeah. Hallmark will, Hallmark will ruin people's lives who lost spouses. I mean, Hallmark channel will mess you up. All right. uh, Well, I, you know, we've come to a point where on this particular podcast, on podcast number 54, how to get help. Um, we're going to have to wind up, but I am so thankful. Uh, I'm going to ask that you guys stick around and do another one. Uh, uh, but, uh, I'm so thankful for this opportunity to, to talk with you, Rhonda and, uh, uh, Stephanie. And, and, uh, I, I think that if we get anything out of this at all, uh, let me just say YouTube, the videos are free. If you want to watch a video on PTSD, you type in Doug Carriger, like my name's appearing on the screen. 
uh, PTSD. There's a bunch of Doug Kerriger sermons and stuff out there, and you probably don't want to waste your time with those. But you definitely want to, uh, if you're dealing with PTSD, go on out to YouTube. We, we've got a select amount out there. We run camps. And uh, just talk about camps very quick, if you could, Stephanie, just as we wind down this podcast, talk about what that first camp meant to you that you came to. Yeah, so we started counseling in March that May, yeah. um, May of last year. There was um, a Wounded Spirits camp in Wisconsin. And again, I did not want to go. Um, you had said you know, there would be other people there who have PTSD. Well, that like repelled me. I was like, I'm not going anywhere that I have to talk to other people about what's happened to me. <laughs> That's kind of funny now to think about. And, um, and Doug kept encouraging me um, he was even like, somebody's, you know, somebody will pay for it. Somebody's offered to pay for you to go. And that really hit me hard because I'm like, somebody's willing to put money into me. That just really was like, whoa. And um, Rhonda offered for her girl, one of her girls to come up or two. I can't even remember who came up now <laughs> to help watch the kids. And so that camp yeah. really First camp, was First two girls. Uh, yeah. Um, and then the, the camp for AFBM was liberty and uh, okay yeah i was trying to remember so that was huge um it was a very um it was an eye-opening time i think just to be with other people to realize there's other people out there who are going through this we all have been isolated you know things things situations um that i had just been so ignorant and blind to prior to that and um god used that camp in multiple ways. Um, it was a healing time. It was a time to develop friendships. And that was really time God used to open my eyes to the fact that he had a bigger purpose for me. Um, and that involved working with, with wounded spirits. And, um, it was huge. And I, I laugh, I have to laugh because Doug had me share, um, just a brief version of my testimony of what had happened to, to us in Cameroon. And that was the first time I'd ever shared it. Yeah. With anybody other than Doug and had, I don't even had I shared it with part you at that it, point. But Doug was like the only person I had given like the full version to at that uh-huh. point. And so and I mean I lost it. It was I still lose it, but anyway, it was it was very hard and I'll never forget afterwards Doug saying, I'll never make you do that oh, again. <laughs> please forgive me, God. Yeah. Anyway, let's uh let's wrap that up at this point at a terrible shame to me. Uh, but no. uh, but, uh, uh, you know, thank you so much for being part of this podcast. And, uh, you know, what we wanted to get get out today or really talk about during this podcast was there's help out there. There's help among the brethren. Uh, there's workshops at churches. There's camps. We, we have a bigger vision as we get on the road that God's going to open more doors and claim more land on behalf of those with PTSD. And again, thank you, Rhonda. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Steve, for sitting over there quietly. And uh, we will... Uh, Uh, We will do this again real soon. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.